Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslovsky. Let's continue this challenging ride we call life by talking about continuous ways to create a ton of value for ourselves and everyone else around us. There's a clue in that last sentence about what you're getting yourself into today. Did you catch it? This is episode number 19. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Smart and Simple Matters show, everyone. Since it's Continuous Creation Challenge Month at Value of Simple, today's show is going to be all about, well, the Continuous Creation Challenge. You'll get to learn, and even better, take action on the creative juices pumping through your veins every second of every day, but that commonly get ignored in favor of consuming something. Consumption is not a dirty word, but creation, oh my, creation. Now there's a concept to focus on today and for the rest of our lives. Before we hit all the continuous creation challenge grooviness, Jeremy Donovan deserves a shout out. Jeremy recently wrote a review of Smart and Simple Matters on iTunes and noted that the show is filled with personal and professional development insights from rising and established thought leaders. Now, Jeremy, I got to say that's awfully kind of you to write and thank you very much for your review of the show. My goal is never to be a personal and professional development podcast and website dude, but it's a great side benefit to simplifying organizing, and being money-wise. Now, would you like a shout-out in a future episode of Smart and Simple Matters? I'd love to see your review on iTunes as well, and it's a great way to express simple gratitude for any value I generate in your life. I'm certainly thankful for you, and I hope you're thankful for me too. All right, so back to the Continuous Creation Challenge, or what you might hear me refer to by its acronym of CCC. That's the letter C three times. This is more than an episode about why you should do your own CCC and what it could look like instead of a giant how-to about everything related to the Continuous Creation Challenge. I'll go into the how-to a bit as well, but there's a ton more about the how part in the Continuous Creation Challenge resource kit coming up later in the show. Here is what you're getting in this episode. I'm going to start you off with an explanation of what this Continuous Creation Challenge thing actually is, and then hit you with a little-known origin story of the CCC. Then I'll talk about how it all works, my experiences with the CCC so far, some other people's experiences with their Continuous Creation Challenge, a whole bunch of knowledge about how to plan your own CCC, and I'll finish up with some troubleshooting guidance on how to rock your CCC when the unexpected happens, and a few FAQs that, frankly, are a bit out there. Probably shouldn't surprise you. I'm a little bit out there, and we've all come to expect it, and hopefully love it by now. So saddle up, a partner. I'm taking you for a sweet ride starting now. First of all, what the heck is a continuous creation challenge? Well, a continuous creation challenge is a period of time where you shift all your energy from many forms of consumption into channeled creation. There's huge flexibility in planning and doing the continuous creation challenge, including how long, when, what consumption to eliminate, and what projects to create. But, and this is really important, It's disruptive enough to the status quo to open your eyes to what could be possible. That disruption part, again, can't emphasize it enough. This should feel hard in some ways. This should feel like you're stretching yourself in new, potentially uncomfortable ways to liberate yourself from the standard way of thinking and acting about what you could or should do over a certain time span. This CCC thing is sort of like other creation-related challenges that you may have heard of before, like NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month, I believe, where you write an entire book in the month of November 
or the RPM challenge where musicians create a whole album of music in the month of February. The goal in all these things is turbocharged creation in a defined length of time and within a certain set of parameters. But the continuous creation challenge can be done at any time during the year for any length of time and there isn't a certain thing or set of things that need to be generated in order for the challenge to be deemed a success. Only you get to decide whether your CCC was a success or not and how the experience works. All right, now I know you wanna hear the unsexy origin story of the Continuous Creation Challenge, devoid of the glamor and glitz of all those other fancy things competing for a slice of your brainwaves. It goes back to when I started this whole thing, when I left my corporate gig back in March of 2012 and became an entrepreneur. That first month and a half of being an entrepreneur, I was just consumed with learning reading, watching, listening, everything except actually creating the platform that I left corporate America to pursue. And I just got fed up of it. There was so much that I wanted to know and needed to know and implement and systems and infrastructure and how do you do this and how do you engage that person. But I was all about experimenting back there and I still am. And I remembered a time when I was little and all I wanted to do was create. I was obsessed with creating when I was little, and you probably were too. I was building sandcastles, creating a tower of blocks, art projects with squiggly lines or blobs of paint, a fort made out of snow, you get the idea. But last year, uh, at about the middle of April in 2012, I was still obsessed with consuming, and my life had been obsessed with consuming for about two decades, and that needed to be I would say just shattered in order for me to pursue the promise of my business, my value to the world, my promise to Melinda, my wife, and the rest of my family about what I would achieve with my entrepreneurial work and so on. It's just that modern life gives us so many more opportunities to consume than create, but not during a continuous creation challenge. So I created this crazy experiment and just did it for myself. I never had any intentions of having anyone else doing a continuous creation challenge. It was just a way for me to push myself, to challenge myself to see what happened when I eliminated pretty much every form of consumption that I have on a daily basis and channeled everything, every ounce of my being into creating. And after doing that first continuous creation challenge for 72 hours, I knew, I understood the power behind it and how much other people would get from it. So I did another one later in the year 2012 for 120 hours straight. And I encouraged people during that time to join me for part of all of that official continuous creation challenge time. I do official in quotes because the continuous creation challenge isn't something that you can only do when I'm doing it or that when someone else is doing it or for a defined length of time. You can do it for as long as you want, whenever you want. The goal, though, all along was to create a challenge that people could do and a flexible framework that was grand enough, that was bendy enough for anyone's unique needs. And this also gets into this super ambitious goal that I set after I did my 120-hour continuous creation challenge, I wanted to have 100,000 people complete a continuous creation challenge by the end of 2014. And I have a long way to go. So I need your help to accomplish that. And perhaps it will start with you being one of the awesome early adopters of the continuous creation challenge and a pioneer in this whole paradigm-shifting experiment. Okay, by now you might be thinking, Joel, just freaking tell me how this whole dealio works. All right, here's how the whole dealio works. First, you pick the projects that you never seem to get to, the ones that fuel your creative fire, and then you plan to crank away on them. Or you leave a good chunk for spontaneous creation time and some combination of projects that you already have planned. Totally up to you. If you're a writer, you can plan a whole bunch of journaling, blog posts, book writing, thank yous, love letters, 
birthday or holiday cards, all things that I've considered doing or have actually done. Maybe you're a speaker, like I am too. You might want to do a whole bunch of podcasts or create videos or at least the audio component of them. Maybe record something and do music during your continuous creation challenge time. Cooking, meals for a couple weeks that you can put in the freezer, new recipes that you've been meaning to try. There's a whole bunch of different options and I'm not gonna run through all of them, but it could even look like something like peace and quiet, walking the dogs, doing yoga. This, to me, is a creative endeavor, creating peace and quiet. You might not think so, and that's fine. You get to define what is and what is not creation. You might even want to pursue new relationships, creating those new relationships or cultivating something that's just starting to blossom with neighbors you don't really know, chats with new people you've been meaning to strike up a conversation with, whatever. You can draw, you can sculpt, you can do art. Take requests from friends, family, online communities, or anyone else on what you should create or what they would want you to create during a continuous creation challenge. Mind map future projects, create awesome spreadsheets, which I will never discourage you from doing. The sky is seriously the limit here. The next big step is going to be picking the types of consumption that you will eliminate during your CCC. And this will depend a little bit on how long you plan to do it, which I'll get to in a moment. But these types of consumptions that you're going to completely eliminate could include reading, like it does for me. And I'm talking about reading in all of its forms, news, books, magazines, social media, RSS feeds, email text, general internet sites. You can decide that you only want certain forms of reading to be eliminated, not others. Again, totally up to you. Food, which is a tricky one for sure. When I do my continuous creation challenges, I fast. Um, I know that's crazy to most people, and I'll get to the reasons for that in just a little bit. But that could be something that you decide to eliminate safely, of course, if you're comfortable with that. Uh, Watching things that require electricity, like TV, TED Talks, YouTube videos, You can, of course, watch things that don't require electricity, like nature, for example. Totally fine. Uh, Listening to music, podcasts, even like this one. Heaven forbid that you wouldn't listen to a Smart and Simple Matters episode. Radio, uh, your family. (laughs) Just kidding. You need to listen to your family at all times. Or if you don't, don't do it because I told you not to. It could take just a whole different kinds of forms, like playing. Some forms of playing might be uh, consuming for you, like video games, Uh, sex, perhaps. I don't consider that playing. I consider that potentially creating, but you can decide for yourself. Dancing, whatever. Um, I'll just tick off a couple more here. Searching or browsing, whether that's in a clothing store or on Google, wherever else you search and browse. I draw a distinction, which you might not want to, about modifying things. I like to create things from scratch. So if something already exists in some form, like a partially written blog post or a fully written blog post that I want to rewrite, basically edit, I don't do that. Errands, non-essential chores, social events, like for me, a Toastmasters meeting or Skyping with friends. Uh, And this is a little bit tricky one too when it comes to non-essential communication. So I don't I don't participate in non-essential communication like using the phone and text and email when I'm doing my continuous creation challenge, but you can if you want to, or you can push it even further than me and eliminate or define non-essential communication in very rigid ways or loose ways. Another really big one too is sleep. Totally your call. But for me, especially considering that I do my challenges for a period of time, I can't go 72 hours without sleep. I can't go 120 hours without sleep, and I would never want to try. I can only create well if I sleep. So you can eliminate sleep partially or completely for a period of your continuous creation challenge if you want, but it's up to you. That's a tricky one, too. It kind of gets into the safety aspect of it with food. And the last thing that I'll say is water. Make sure that you are drinking water. Be safe. Make sure that your body has what it needs in order to function at a normal level. So next up, and very closely related to what you're going to eliminate, is how long you'll do your CCC. Now, I recommend a minimum of 12 hours because remember, this should feel disruptive 
and challenging. And the bigger the challenge, the better the potential results. Most people, like everything in life, start small, and that's great. And if you want to extend a continuous creation challenge from, say, your initial 12 hours to a 24-hour one, or it doesn't even have to be in even increments. It can be for 29 hours, 32 minutes, and 18 seconds. Whatever, it's totally up to you. You will want to plan for a specific day or set of days. If it's longer than 24 hours, you'll do it. And I have some suggestions when it comes to this. So when your regular commitments are lowest, like during a work day or when the kids are at grandma and grandpa's for the weekend, that's a great time for a CCC. When you have a day or more to recover from all of this creation, which at the end can feel like, whoa, you just slogged through a marathon, a great marathon, but a marathon no less, having some recovery time can be good too. So you might want to plan for a time period where you have a little bit at the tail end. Uh, When you can allow for the things that you normally do to back up a little bit, it's okay to even start in the afternoon or the evening instead of first thing in the morning. Weekdays versus weekends, it depends on your lifestyle, the time of the year, which could come into play. I personally like fall and spring where I can be outside comfortably, but some people might like to coop themselves up somewhere warm in the wintertime or somewhere cool in the summertime. I don't know where you live, but that could come into play as well. How frequently will you do a continuous creation challenge each year and during what months or time of the month that could determine what day or set of days you're going to be doing yours. I will say this, when not to do a continuous creation challenge, don't do it right before a big vacation or when your in-laws are visiting. Just use some common sense things, which I'm sure you will. Just pick a time a day-time combination to start and then make it sacred. Make this a commitment to yourself, to everyone else, that's just as sacred as your commitments to your family, to your friends, to your employers. Don't let anything short of a major unexpected family or work issue delay it once you have your heart set and once you have your day and time picked for your CCC. When you do your CCC, you get to bask in the glory of this beautiful channeled creation and releasing the shackles of consumption for a period of time. Maybe your relationship with consumption will change forever. I know it certainly has for me in terms of what I view as consumption, where I toe the line between creating and consuming, and what falls into either of those two categories. It can be an incredibly powerful and long-lasting thing to reevaluate and to perhaps change forever your relationship with consuming. Just realize that you will need to troubleshoot, and I'll talk more about this in a second, but even the best plans don't work out perfectly, and you may need to sacrifice certain goals during your CCC or resume an eliminated form of consumption to keep the overall experience on track. I know for me... My original 72-hour continuous creation challenge was a piece of cake when it came to the fasting component, but 48 hours into my 120-hour continuous creation challenge that I did later in the year, I was hungrier than I've ever felt in my life. So I had a choice to make. Either I cut off the challenge and just end it, or I eat and continue for the remaining time with my continuous creating, and I decided to eat. It was a bend, don't break part of it, and I bent the rules because I needed to, and it was important for me to continue my challenge and sacrifice one of my goals in order to pursue the bigger picture. So always keep that bigger picture in mind. Now, it's about at this point where people are thinking, okay, so what does a CCC experience look like, feel like, taste like, smell like? Practically speaking, what is it? So keeping in mind that I'm a little bit wackadoodle in a good way, right? Here is my personal example of how I did my first two continuous creation challenges. I'll start with what my plans were, and you can compare that to what actually happened in a moment. So for the plan during the 72-hour one, the inaugural challenge, if you will, I wanted to create a whole bunch of blog posts. I wanted to create my first video which actually turned into the Welcome to Value of Simple About page video. 
there were a whole bunch of book reviews that I wanted to write up. Basically, I created a new spreadsheet with reviews of any book that I had read over a period of time. Cards. I love, love making handmade cards for friends and family. So I said, bring on the birthday, anniversary, mother's or father's day cards and other cards. Those were part of the plans. Uh, I also plan to do product and service reviews. I was at that point in time, I was using a ton of new products and services in my entrepreneur life. Going back to that first month and a half where it was just straight up consumption all the time. And a number of them deserve to be written up so that I could help others with my review of great products and services that I was using. Peace and quiet was also a big goal. Yeah, I talked before about walks with the dogs and yoga and how they're fair game because they create peace and quiet. That was a big part of the plans. And then sleep. I wanted to have normal levels of sleep because it's not about productivity. The continuous creation challenge isn't about how much you can get done or how awesome you are. It's all about you and what kind of value you can generate for yourself and for other people without trying to compare yourself to sometimes yourself or to other folks. So that was it for the 72-hour one. During the 120-hour challenge that I did late last year, it was similar in some ways in terms of what my plans were. I had a whole bunch of value simple content that I wanted to create. Uh, articles, podcasts, videos, future freebies for the refuge of simplicity and my newsletter community, products. Uh, at that point in time, I didn't have Start Investing with $100 written up, my online investing course. So I wanted to create a good chunk of the content for Start Investing with $100. Again, handmade cards, peace and quiet, new relationships with some cool people or some neighbors that I happen to run into that I wouldn't normally talk to when I was walking the dogs. But stop and create a new relationship. Get to know some of my neighbors. That was part of the plan as well. And then, like any good plan, I also left time to do whatever the heck I wanted, to be spontaneous in my creation and just let my mind roam and let my creative powers and pursuits go wherever they decided to go at a certain point in time. So that's it for what I plan to create. As for what I plan to eliminate, the first thing was food. Yep, uh, it was total fast. Reading, like I mentioned before, newspapers, books, magazines, RSS feeds, social media, incoming emails, just general random internet sites, texts, just no reading. Uh, watching, videos, movies, TV, listening. I eliminated music and the radio and podcasts. Browsing, Google, YouTube, searching in general. I talked about modifying uh, a little bit before, running errands, like going to the library or the grocery store. And then the non-essential communication. I made exceptions for Melinda, my wife, and Grant, my son, because I live with them and I needed to interact with them. I didn't want to have a silent retreat in my own house and completely ignore my family. But most of my communication, the non-essential stuff as I viewed it, was eliminated. And this is always the biggest hang-up for people. So I want to make a quick special note about fasting. It's not about how much weight I could lose or body image. It's just that Everything that goes into consuming food, the buying, prepping, eating, cleaning up, it takes a freaking ton of time. And that was time that I could use to create. Because of this whole paleo primal lifestyle and diet that I have, I'm adapted to an intermittent fasting lifestyle, which helps tremendously. So it's not for everyone, and even for the people who wanna do it, you might not be able to pull it off unless your body is attuned to running off of fat or running off of nothing. So I just wanna really emphasize that. And to me, the hardest part was actually not reading. Try not reading for 72 hours or for 120 hours. That is freaking hard. We're normally exposed to 100,000 words a day, or about three-fourths of our waking hours. We're exposed to words of some variety, and completely shutting that off was seriously rough. You know, I did it because simply I could. And fortunately, I have the life and work flexibility to attempt a CCC without too many complications. It might be a little bit more difficult for you, but it can be done by anyone.
Now, what did I actually create? Because we all know that plans are groovy, but what you actually do can sometimes be very different than what you plan to do. So breaking this up into my 72 hour one and my 120 hour one again, it goes a little something like this. So for the 72 hour one, I made six homemade cards, two product reviews, three hours of walking with the dogs, 23 book reviews. Turns out that I can't remember much about anything I've read beyond a year or so. Shouldn't surprise people. I have a leaky brain. 15 hours of sleep. I intended to get more, but the first night was rough for some reason. I created one new relationship, one blog post beside the product reviews, and the biggest thing was the decision to end what Value Simple used to be, which was enlightened resource management, and start this whole Value of Simple thing. Without my 72-hour challenge, I don't know that Value of Simple and Smart and Simple Matters would exist. I mean, it might exist, but would have taken longer to manifest itself, and it might look different than it does now. So really, I have the 72-hour continuous creation challenge to thank for you actually listening to me right now and hearing this, which is a wonderful thing. That 120-hour continuous creation challenge, so during that time, I did three homemade birthday cards, one hour of yoga-inspired peace. Oh, that was an awesome hour. I remember that still. Six hours of walking with the dogs. I did my recap video of my time in the float tank, which you can always find on YouTube. Two podcasts, one of them being episode number five, where I talked about curating. Eight blog posts. There were three hours of focused listening while Melinda talked during dinner. I wasn't eating, so all I could do was listen to her intently And I got to tell you, it's amazing how much you can focus on other people and your surroundings when you're not consumed with your own world and some of your normal needs. That was just an amazing thing. I loved that. Uh, I also had uh, five hours of quality story and playtime with Grant. I really slept well during the 120-hour one. I got 37 hours of sleep and then one major portion of uh, plan for an upcoming product, which turned out to be the Digital Launch Playbook. So all these things that I created, they didn't change the world, but it filled me with a mission and a purpose so much bigger than what the results look like on paper. And it went beyond the handmade cards and website and book reviews. It planted the seeds for what you see now on Value of Simple and listen to on Smart and Simple Matters. To achieve all this, some might say I went to extremes. But as you hear this, I know you might be thinking, look, Joel, I could never intentionally fast for 72 hours. Or I would never want to purposefully give up reading emails and texts and all that other stuff that you gave up. And I should never deliberately stop listening to music and podcasts or the radio You might even be cringing at the thought of keeping off the TV, the video player, the video game system, YouTube. Uh, And you, you know, you might even be thinking, I could never plan well enough to avoid needing a grocery store trip or a jaunt to the mall for such a long period of time. Look, those are all legitimate thoughts, but they might also be limiting beliefs. If you don't want to do any of the things I did or didn't do, that's cool. Keep in mind, I'm not being unyielding about the framework for your version of this. I have lots of suggestions for how you can personalize it to make it work for your unique needs and goals. It's hard at first, but as the hours pass of passionately diving into projects and goals that have been idle for months or years, This excitement, this bubbling excitement and sense of accomplishment just builds upon itself. The excitement about starting and finishing one goal, your pride starts to swell and that pride leads to a feeling that you can accomplish even more. So you attempt something bigger, something more meaningful to you, more valuable to the people that you love or worthy of the legacy that you want to leave to the world 
And then before you know it, the challenge is over. You look back at what you have achieved, but more than that, you look back on how the experience has revealed to you what's possible. This huge conflict between what is and what could be. And whenever you can clarify that, it's always a wonderful thing. This, this thing, this continuous creation challenge, you know, what's possible for you? What's possible for other people if they experience this too? What's possible when you channel that dormant energy that's hiding away from passively consuming and then put that all into actively creating? Um, just straight up hardcore creation. If you can't imagine doing 120 hours straight, fine. Try 12 hours first. If you can't see yourself creating effectively while fasting, don't fast. And if you want to skip some hours of sleep so you can create even more, hey, do what you think is best. You will enjoy the unexpected benefits that come along with your own CCC. You know, for example, during my first one, I felt no need to check what time it was during the day. For the first time since I could probably tell time, Since I cleared my calendar and I didn't need to eat, there was no difference between 8.30 a.m. and, say, 4.30 p.m. The sun was out. I was in a great mood. I was creating. And it also got me super into whatever it was that I was focusing on that moment. One of the nice little benefits, too, was I went to sleep about 45 minutes earlier than normal, on average. After I felt done creating for the day, There's nothing left to do but sleep. (laughs) And that was pretty dang awesome, I got to tell you. So, okay, enough about me, because this isn't about me. I'm giving you some examples so that you can try to experience this in your mind, so you can try to figure out if this is right for you. In case you're wondering, I'm not the only person who is doing or has done a continuous creation challenge. There are other folks that have rocked this as well, And I'd like to just briefly share some of their thoughts about it with you. I'll start with Jane, a really cool woman who I got to know during my time in the A-List Blogging Bootcamps community. And she told me that she loved the challenge. She painted, painted, and then painted some more. She began her ebook and made incredible progress on it. These aren't my words, by the way. These are Jane's. I'm paraphrasing here. She also walked her dog in the country every day, went to yoga, and really tried to let go of trying to figure out everything in her life. She even had an aha moment, as she explains it, when she realized that she needed to focus on what she loves doing, which is making abstract art, and not trying to fit into some other box that someone checks for her, like art journaling. And finally, she told me that she decided to paint what her soul wanted and to write about creativity. For her, for Jane, the challenge was a clarifying event. She ate just a single meal a day and listened to music, but she also enjoyed long periods of silence while creating. Now, we can contrast Jane's experience with my man Amit. Amit is the brains behind the companion product to the Digital Launch Playbook called Keep Your Product Launch on Track, and an all-around super fella. Here's what he said about his CCC experience, and I quote, I was super productive and happier than average on Monday and Tuesday as I wrote 12 research reviews. For me, this is impressive as research is a tiring beast. My original intention was to focus on writing research reviews, and then on Thursday and Friday, I'd focus on blog and product content. But basically, I realized that I'm an addict, that I have much less free will than I assumed. I frequently check Facebook, my email, Wikipedia, and news sites as a sort of mental break between work sessions. But on self-reflection, none of these activities actually recharge my mental battery, make me happy, or provide me with any benefits. I check and read because I'm addicted not because I'm trying to improve my life. On the other hand, meditating, going for a walk, laughing, calling a friend, and listening to music actually recharges my mental battery. And Ahmed continued to say that I didn't realize just how addicted I was. Every hour or so, I felt an impulse to consume, fighting that impulse, 
over and over slowly drained my willpower. And when his willpower finally ran out on Tuesday night, he told me that he accidentally ended up reading a book, which is his version of TV, until 8 in the morning. But here's a little side note about Amit's experience because it ended up being a beneficial one in unexpected ways, like most continuous creation challenges are. He later told me that, and I quote again, armed with this self-knowledge, I've begun the gradual process of eliminating these addictions. I'm now counting the number of times I go on certain websites each day, as well as total time spent. I haven't seen any hard goals yet, but small gradual improvements are okay with me. To that, Amit, I say keep kicking butt, my friend. And he realized one of the benefits too about the Continuous Creation Challenge, which is awareness, especially self-awareness and increasing that in intense ways, in unexpected ways, but generating that self-awareness nonetheless. And to the folks who think this whole CCC thing is nutso, my friend Ciara left a comment on a Continuous Creation Challenge related post on Value of Simple that said, at first, I thought you were crazy, but little by little, I envied you. Thanks, Ciara. A lot of people think I'm crazy, but not too many people end up envying me. Okay, that's enough about my experiences and other people's experiences. Let's shift this back to you and your future experiences with the CCC. Depending on how long your continuous creation challenge is going to be, when you're going to do it, who's impacted, and a whole bunch of other variables, this can look very different, and the planning process could either be simple or it could be elaborate. But before I get into some planning-related things, I want to reiterate there is no right way to do a CCC. Everything is subjective, and it has to work for you. It has to resonate with you. Nobody can design this for you. You need to design it for yourself. And as you think about designing it, you'll also be able to use the Continuous Creation Challenge resource kit, again, which I have some details about in just a moment. But you'll want to think about a number of different things, like how will you document your creations? Who are you going to tell about them? And where are you going to tell people? So for example, you might decide, I want to document my creations in a Google spreadsheet. I want to tell my friends about them, and I'm going to tell them through Facebook and email. That's one thing to plan for. Identifying your commitments. Uh, you must maintain certain commitments during the CCC that aren't related directly to creating. Will you allow yourself mini breaks to meet your unbreakable commitments, like making food or taking care of your kid? I do. Maybe other people will as well communicating and setting everyone else's expectations. It's all fine and dandy if you're feeling great about your planning process for the CCC, but you probably need to set other people's expectations while you're doing yours. So figure out who's impacted, both directly and indirectly. When are you going to start and end? You know, what are you going to eliminate? Distinctions between how you treat your friends, family, coworkers, your boss, and how other people should treat you. Uh, for example, if my brother called me and he said, hey, Joel, I need your help immediately, I would drop everything and I would help him, even if I was in the middle of a continuous creation challenge. The medium that you communicate these things is totally up to you, but make sure that you're communicating to the people who need to know about your challenge and what your plans are for it. You might even want to plan for an accountability buddy or an accountability group to do the continuous creation challenge with. You could even make this into a friends and family activity. I would love it, and I've actually seen other people consider doing a continuous creation challenge even though they're by themselves. They're doing it at the same time as their friends or their family, and they have that built-in accountability for it too. It's a wonderful thing knowing that you have solidarity, that there are lots of people who are doing it with you at the same time or just in general. So accountability to a person or to a group or making this a friends and family activity and planning for that is a good thing to think about as well. And again, how much are you going to plan for? in terms of what you create and how spontaneous are you going to be? Are you going to be the type of person who just lets the breeze blow where it will? Or are you going to be the type who has this massive checklist and you're just going to tick through it one creation at a time? There's probably some happy medium between the two, but think about that as you plan for it. Are you going to sleep more 
Or are you going to sleep less during your CCC window? That's another thing to consider. You can ask yourself and write down questions. This is pretty fun, actually. I do this. Um, when you're curious to find the answers to, like, I wanted to know what's yoga like after 60 plus hours of fasting. And I also want to know how hard is it to re-enter a world where consumption is constantly competing with creation. So think about as you're planning, what are the questions that you want answered? And write those down and then answer them after you're done. It's a ton of fun. Another thing to consider, and I just have a few more things here. Again, you can find a lot more and formally go through all this in the Continuous Creation Challenge resource kit. But where is the primary place that you'll do your CCC? The home, your home, is probably the easiest place, but perhaps you want to go to a cabin in the woods if you have that opportunity. Uh, maybe if you're doing it with a friend, you can go to your friend's house and do your CCC there. You might want to do it while you're camping, wherever, but think about the primary place that you're going to be when you do your CCC. And one of the things during the planning process as well is you can ask people. Again, this is intended to be fun. It's supposed to be disruptive. It's supposed to be challenging, but it's supposed to be rewarding and smile-inducing and fun as well. So ask people to guess or to comment on what you might or should create ahead of time. You can get some great ideas from these other folks and maybe even concentrate on some of those ideas during your continuous creation challenge. The last thing that I want to quickly mention is running errands and fulfilling those family commitments ahead of time. So plan to do grocery shopping ahead of time. Even if you're not fasting, plan to do your grocery shopping ahead of time because it's just one thing that you don't want to deal with. Uh, may, maybe make meals to freeze and then to reheat to maximize your time for creating. Uh, arrange for grandma to pick up junior from daycare or school Think about these things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, some of which you'll continue to do, but others that you might want to have someone else have responsibility for, but or things that you can just take care of ahead of time so you can really focus intently during your CCC window. Now, I'm not going to get into the troubleshooting and frequently asked questions related items for the CCC in this episode, because that could be a whole nother show. But I do want to mention that you can find resources about troubleshooting and FAQs in the Continuous Creation Challenge resource kit available at valueofsimple.com slash CCC. That's the letter C three times. The main resource page for the Continuous Creation Challenge will constantly be updated with new tools, ideas, answers, and everything you need to rock your own CCC and help us spread the word about the challenge. Because remember, the goal is to have 100,000 people do this by the end of 2014, and I need your help big time on that one. But just to give you a flavor of what troubleshooting you might expect, Think about what happens if your CCC ends up feeling like you're emptying the well instead of replenishing it. Whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual energy, this should feel invigorating, challenging, and disruptive, but invigorating. What if it doesn't? How will you troubleshoot that? Could be something to plan for, but it could be something that you may need to troubleshoot at certain points in time. Also think about what happens if you feel the need to just simply be, to just exist in your environment without producing, without being productive. Again, this isn't about productivity. This is about you experiencing something unique and personal for yourself and having that potentially transform you and your relationship with creation and consumption. So just for fun, here is a taste as well of some of the frequently asked questions that are on the main CCC page of Value Simple. As always, your primary resource for everything Continuous Creation Challenge related. First up, and maybe the question I get most often is, dude, people think the CCC is insane. How do I get them to think that it's not insane? To that, <laughs> I always respond, um, good luck. Most people, will probably think that you're crazy 
depending on how long you go and what you eliminate. So embrace it, make a joke out of it, and just have fun with it. Uh, another one is, do I have to do a continuous creation challenge like you do it, Joel? And hopefully I've already covered this one, but if not, the answer is no. Absolutely 1,000 times no. This is for you. This is for you to customize, for me to provide a framework, and for you to tweak until it resonates with your entire being. Because frameworks are good, but templates, in this instance, are bad. Another one is about self-discipline. How do you keep the self-discipline going to not cheat on any of your elimination goals? There's a lot of different ways to do it, depending on what those goals are for elimination. If it's internet-related, you can use online products and services to turn off the internet or certain websites. There's too many to comment on here, and I'll talk about that some other time. Turning your phone off or turning it to silent and not seeing or not needing to acknowledge all those texts or phone calls that are coming in can be a very positively powerful thing as well to keep your self-discipline going. And if you have dogs or cats or pets like me, uh, lock them away in a kennel or not. I'm just kidding on that one. Be nice to your dogs. Consider giving them some extra love during your challenge, like I do. Lots of belly rubs, lots of petting. A continuous creation challenge can make for some very happy pets, I tell ya. Another one is physical or mental health issues with, and you can fill in the blank here. I'm not sure what it could be. It could be anything. Don't try to create or to eliminate stuff that might cause hardship with any existing issues that you have. Stay safe and make sure that this is something that's positive, not something that might cause you short-term or long-term harm. The last one is about what counts as a continuous creation challenge. People sometimes ask me, so I'm planning on doing this. Does this count as a continuous creation challenge? It is whatever you define it as in the planning stages and however you execute it in the actual doing part. I mean, heck, even if the results, and I'm, and I'm quoting here, results, which are not that important, don't look like what you expected, just completing your own CCC is a very big win. One more thing to quickly mention is when you're done with your first CCC or your second or your third or however many you do, it's always enjoyable and refreshing to see and to reflect on the experience and to be able to figure out what can I do differently or what can I do better next time around to ask yourself questions about the experience like did I conceive and achieve something only because some temporary enhanced mental state of clarity or creativity what were the unexpected experiences that came about both positive and negative I talked about some of mine already so it's kind of nice to be able to compare what you expect versus what you experience. And it's also nice to just go into it without any expectations. Maybe this question isn't relevant to you. That's cool as well. Some people feel calmer or more introspective, more in harmony with their environment. Did you? Is that a question that you even want to ask yourself? Is that important to you? And then, of course, did something bad happen as a result of not paying attention to the things that you normally check? texts or emails or phone calls or social media, uh, checking in with your parents, whatever it is that you normally check, if you don't do that for a period of time, what happened? Anything bad? If not, maybe you should challenge your assumptions on how frequently you need to check in or do something when you're normally operating in your standard, this is how I live my life mode. So I just covered a ton of ground like I do on most episodes of Smart and Simple Matters with the Continuous Creation Challenge. We talked about what it is, the origin story, how it works, my example plans versus my example experiences. We also talked about Jane and Amit's experiences with the Continuous Creation Challenge, a bunch of considerations to make for the general planning of your CCC, and a little troubleshooting and FAQ action, all of which you can get more info and resources about on Value of Simple. So now that you've heard me say Continuous Creation Challenge and CCC about infinity plus one times, what should you do now? 
If you're listening to this before April 15th, 2013, bookmark valueofsimple.com slash CCC and leave yourself a reminder to view it on April 15th or shortly after that. The full resource page will be published by then and the resource kit for your own CCC will be available. I'll be building into the resource kit over the coming months to include things like a planning guide, a checklist of things to do before and after your CCC, how to conduct a review of your experience and make it even more awesome the next time around, maybe even a template to document and show off what you created and how much, even comparing your own experience to other people, even though this, of course, is not a contest. There will be items about how to incorporate accountability and engaging your family and friends to join you in various ways in your challenge and much more. That means that you should check back frequently to valueofsimple.com ccc for each added piece of the dynamite puzzle. And you know what else? I set this massive, seemingly unreachable goal last year of 100,000 people to complete their own CCC by the end of 2014. And again, I need your help. The most awesome thing you could do is give your own Continuous Creation Challenge a go and let me know how it goes. But if you can't see yourself trying a Continuous Creation Challenge, even with the resource kit at valueofsimple.com, then spread the word about this challenge in whatever way you like. If you're the Twitter type, you can always tweet about the CCC at hashtag C-O-N-T-C-R-E-C-H-A-L. That's Chal. An iTunes review, of course, is always super helpful and brings a giant smile to my face and also more than you know, spreads our message louder and more powerfully than it can otherwise be spread. If you like to make me smile, which you do, of course, right? You can target your smiling ways and check out valueofsimple.com iTunes or look for instructions in the show notes for a step-by-step on how to leave an iTunes review of this episode of Smart and Simple Matters or just in general. The show notes for the Continuous Creation Challenge version of this show can be found at valueofsimple.com slash SASM019. So after you've checked out the CCC resource kit at Value of Simple and have potentially left a review on iTunes talking about how insane or insanely cool, right, this whole dealio is, start consuming less and creating more. Thanks, as always, for listening. Now, get busy because it's time for your partner in simplifying to sign off again. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslowski, creator of all things Value of Simple. Simple.